Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And good morning, everybody. It's time for the Garden Wise Show here on Legends 810 with your Garden Wise Guys. We're going to do a garden show here this morning. And the way it more operates is that you have a special phone number that nobody else has, just you. And here it is, 303-477-2473. You call that up, and Sean will answer the phone and ask you, I don't know, more than uh, 6, 7, 12 questions. And uh, you will be put on the air shortly. We will pick up your phone and uh, find out what your question is and attempt, attempt to answer it. While riding a unicycle. <laughs> With our eyes closed. <laughs> With our eyes closed. <laughs> and a monkey on our left shoulder. <laughs> so give us a call as soon as you can. <clears throat> the lines will fill up. It's going to be one of those days, I feel. So get in the queue, as they say. The queue is really never very long, so don't be too concerned about that. So I'm Jim Borland, one of the Garden Wise guys, and the other one is Keith Funk. That would be me. <clears throat> Good and, morning. Uh, he's got stuff to tell you. What is it, Keith? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did you get right a storm? On, put you right on the spot right away. We got a storm <clears throat> yesterday that it was brutal. We even got hail. That's what I heard. Highlands uh, got uh, one inch hail. And a lot of it. Really? Like shovel full of bull. Oh, I didn't get that much, yeah. but it did accumulate on the deck. And Really? I wow. don't see any damage <clears throat> in the yard from it. Thank goodness. My hostas still have entire leaves. Oh, well, that's, that's not a hailstorm then. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a little bit larger than usual sleet. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm down near, um, what, C-470 and University. Yeah. That general area. Mm -hmm. And I guess uh, there were uh, a number of different places that just got hammered. You'd think in September we'd be safe. You would think. But then they had like seven tornadoes in the New Jersey, New York area. Yeah, that's true. And that they don't get those. Well, I remember the newscasters were saying, and that never happens. And I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it, tornadoes can happen anywhere. That's uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the any, anywhere, any, almost any time. Yeah. Although I, didn't, I guess we've had winter tornadoes. <clears throat> I wouldn't put it past Mother Nature to throw anything on us in, at any time of the year yeah exactly but man was it windy didn't and the, get that and either we got rain <clears throat> holy moses it came down my gutters couldn't keep up with it they were overflowing they couldn't they couldn't drain the roof fast enough oh my god i i saw it coming in and i was out working in the yard and i thought you know i better hurry up with what i'm doing here so i can dash into the garage and put things away <clears throat> and it sprinkled a bit. Didn't chase me inside. And I saw it. It was black skies, and I heard thunder. Didn't mm. see any lightning. And then it moved off to your place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> and I was working outside, too, trying to finish off my new raised bed for my orchard. 
And I got it all cleaned out. I got the I got it built. I got all the gravel out, and I was going to start digging the the subsoil yeah, so that yeah. I could add some new soil to it and mm-hmm. mix it together. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that's where I had to stop. Okay. But you know, I'm I'm very proud of myself mm-hmm. for getting that much done. It's it's uh, almost six feet wide and it's sixteen feet long, and I did it myself. And I had to dig out all the gravel and all the black plastic underneath it, which is oh, a pain. Boy. I can only imagine. Especially when it's been in there for years and years, years and years. And, years yep. and it turns out that the whoever put it in to begin with, uh, there was a pretty good slope on that side of the house, yeah. away from the house. Well, yeah. they just decided to level that slope by adding more gravel at that end. Oh, yeah. That's the way you do so it. So there's like a foot deep of gravel <laughs> at one, on, along one side. <clears throat> and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> sign up for this. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do with all the extra gravel? I just redistributed it. Oh, okay. There's, there's plenty of gravel area there. I'd gone through and, and cleaned out underneath the big spruce tree that I limbed up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that left some, <coughs> some areas where, you know, you take out all those dead needles and things. And it, yeah. it needed some fresh gravel. Okay. So it got some. All right. You got to keep that gravel fresh. You, you know? do have to keep yes. it fresh. Otherwise, it starts to smell. <coughs> That's right. It starts breaking down. Yeah. <laughs> Into sand. Oh, if only. <laughs> oh, it's here. I didn't have anything like that. At I all. wish those acidic needles would break that rock down. <clears throat> yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. Too bad they're not acidic. Well, I spent a lot of time yesterday cleaning up the edges of our sidewalk. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're going to have folks over. One of them's going to be in a wheelchair. Okay. And I, I like things coming over the edge of the sidewalk. Me too. To break up that straight line. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like straight lines. Even if it's a curvy sidewalk, I don't like that. But I had to make sure the wheelchair would get down there. Mm-hmm. And that took a long time. Did it? <laughs> a long time. Oh. On my hands and knees. Actually, on my butt. <laughs> so my knees won't take that anymore. <laughs> Your butt has more padding? Just, just yeah. barely? <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed the shorts I was wearing. That's about the last time I'll wear them. <laughs> <laughs> They're all worn out. <coughs> oh dear. Yeah. I know. Anyway, it got done, so we're ready. <clears throat> then I had to redistribute my uh, my my giant cannas. Redistribute them? Yeah, because they were they were out underneath the pergola, and you know we're gonna have a number of people over, and it was either people or cannas. <laughs> I can't have both, <laughs> right. so I had to move them around to, to make room. That took time. Well, they got to be heavy by now. <laughs> I can't lift them. <laughs> Thank goodness for two 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 wheeled hand trucks. Yeah. Now these I just slid across the concrete. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, speaking of people, we've got two people on we the do. line already wanting to talk to us for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's go out and check with Judy and see what she's doing. Good morning, Judy. Well, good morning. It's I'm so glad that I found you guys. I didn't know where you had gone. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we didn't either. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We didn't either for a while. Uh, we would like to come up with something that we could inform everybody in the entire metro area. Yeah. But uh, such a thing doesn't exist. Yeah, the best uh, we can do is our Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm just happy I found you again. Well, I'm so, glad that you did. Anyway, what I wanted to ask you was, we have two dogwoods. One's variegated and the other one's just a plain green. And the variegated is doing <clears throat> very well, 
but the plain green one, it just seems like portions of it are dying out, and we keep, you know, cutting back on that because it's dead. And what we're wondering is, would it help it any if we would just trim it down quite a bit this fall and that it might come back better in the spring, or you have any suggestions? I wouldn't do it this fall. No. Okay. Spring would okay. be a better time, and you can cut the whole thing to the ground. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. close to the ground as you can get. Oh, all right. Yeah, try not to leave much of any stubble if you can. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then make sure that that plant is getting plenty of moisture because they're not a dryland plant. They like to grow near streams and lakes and ponds and rivers where they always have their feet in water. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, if, if, that, uh, if that's not the case with this particular plant, maybe step up the watering. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, that's what we'll do then, because we thought maybe we should do it yet this fall, but we'll wait until spring, and we'll give it a try, because, uh, like I said, the variegated one is beautiful, but this, the green one's dying out on us. Sir. How old? How old is it? Oh, my goodness, that's a good question. That old, huh? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's getting up there in age, but I can't tell you exactly how long, but but I just can't figure out why the one is is so nice and so pretty and the the other one isn't. Well, they're different varieties, mm -hmm. so they're going to behave differently, just like different children behave differently. Right. uh, you know, are they growing in the exact same conditions? Do they have the same amount of sun and the same amount of moisture and the same soil? Yes, they do. They do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you need to kind of slap that green one around and tell it to okay. shape yeah, up or shape, shape out. Okay. Yeah, but the well. reason not to cut it down in the fall is that plants store a lot of, of energy, essentially, in those stems for the winter. You okay. know, the, the old... Uh, wives tale of you know the sap runs down into the roots for the winter Um, Mm -hmm. you know that's that just can't happen i mean can you imagine what those roots would do yeah they would they would expand and explode underneath the ground they just blow up like balloons so um that all that energy is stored in the stems above ground and and the plant relies on that because Mm -hmm. it's still it's still um doing its living thing you know during the winter even though it's dormant it's still alive and it still has to rely on moisture and food reserves and that sort of thing to make it through the winter so if you're cutting all of that off you're really reducing its chances for making it through health in a healthy in a healthy manner okay all right well that's what we will do then Okay. okay well thank you so much i appreciate your help thanks for the call judy and i'm glad you found us okay thank you Uh uh-huh Bye. And tell your neighbors that uh, you found us, too, and tell them where you found us. That and, helps us And well. why. Because <laughs> we probably didn't get to them either. Oh, no, no. I, we, I've only hit a couple of streets so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just knocking on doors. <laughs> yeah, I try to get two or three streets a day. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and by the way, did you know? <laughs> People call the cops on you when yeah, you do that. Yeah, I know. They do that anymore. Mm. Don't get too many of those anymore. And I don't even have signs up that said, no solicitors. I do, and they still knock on the door. Do they? Yeah. Uh, I didn't put the sign up. It was there when we bought the house, and I've just never taken it down. But it's on my front door. So when they come up, do you just point to the sign and close the door? 
No, I find out what they're what they're <coughs> soliciting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is, has it ever been anything that you want? There's watched? been a couple of times when it's been interesting, or it's a neighbor. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I just once I find out what they're doing, I just point to the door and say, "Have a good day." Yeah. <laughs> We still get the the candy bars from the kids. Oh yeah. Oh, pardon me. I got to say, some of those kids are really good. I mean, they they've got the spiel down. Oh yeah. And uh, and they know how to, how to react to your questions. Future politicians, yeah, right there. Exactly. And I, I compliment them on that. <laughs> and, and then say, no, I don't want any. <laughs> I'm allergic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or we just went to the grocery store and we have lots of that stuff now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never everything I want anyway. Uh, the I'm allergic thing really helps. Oh, it does. You know, I was in a restaurant and they, <coughs> I ordered t- uh, tea with no lemon. I said, I don't even want the lemon near the glass. <laughs> they brought me a glass of tea with lemon in it. I with said, lemon. I ordered no lemon. She took it back, came back, and there's still pulp floating in it, but at least the lemon is gone. And I looked at her and I gave it back to her and said, I'm allergic. I will die. <laughs> I'm not. I just don't like lemon. Yeah, okay, I understand. <laughs> Her eyes got really big. <laughs> uh, dear, I usually get lemon, but I don't squeeze it. I just flip the whole thing into the into the uh, iced tea. <clears throat> you haven't read all the memes about how <laughs> dirty those lemon peels I, well, are? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. They're just full of bacteria <clears throat> that are trying to kill you. You see where they grow those tea leaves, too? <laughs> You know they don't wash their hands when they pick them. Oh, dear. All right. Enough of that. All right. We've got Andrew that wants to talk to us about uh, what? Harvesting pumpkins. Yeah. All right. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? All right. So my question is, I've had a couple pumpkins that have been orange for about a month. Yeah. Um, We're having trouble understanding you. Are you on a speakerphone? Uh, just on a headset. Okay, it, it's getting a little garbled. But oh, go ahead. We can that. hear. We we'll can try. Make out most of what you're saying. Um, so I've had a couple of pumpkins that have been orange for like a month already. Uh huh. And just wondered when is the time to harvest them. I don't know that there's any <clears throat> any time that you have to harvest them, unless it's okay. right before a snowstorm. Right. You don't want you don't want to let them go through right. a frost. <clears throat> Or, I mean, a heavy frost. Yeah, a, heavy a frost. light frost is okay. Yeah. I just didn't know what was happening inside them, you know, even though they're orange. So. No, I, I think you're fine. As long as they're attached, uh, you know, they're, they're still living. Okay. And they're still breathing. The seeds inside are still maturing. <clears throat> uh, what, what are you going to use the pumpkins for? Um, cooking. Cooking? Oh, okay. Yeah, so since they don't store well, um, I would leave them on the vine until probably the last minute. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And, yeah, I, I will have to protect them from the city squirrels. So. Oh, yeah, there is that. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. How are you going to do that? Uh, last year they got two of them, but I the other ones I just put some chicken wire over. Okay. All right. Pumpkin. I think you could probably spray them too, unless uh, unless you're overhead irrigating. Uh, you could spray them with a a, a pepper concoction. Yeah, I think mine have gotten used to the pepper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, tell me about the leaves on your pumpkins. Are they starting to get white? Uh, there's, <clears throat> there's a 
lot of uh, mold or... Yeah, a lot of mildew. It's that time of year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, be right. yeah don't be concerned about that. We can probably we can probably come up with a spray that you can put on it, but you know we're we're too close to frost. It's been a long I summer. Got, I got some on the ground, but then I also have some growing on a fence, and two of them are right next to each other, so the fence is starting to give. So I just <laughs> okay, I oh, understand. Should I cut the one? <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the time that I grew pumpkins on the roof of our our apartment. <clears throat> and it was a sloped roof, which uh, I uh -oh. somehow didn't realize when I started this whole process. So when the pumpkins started forming, you know, pumpkins are round, typically. And I had to go up and put uh, wedges underneath <laughs> each of the pumpkins so they wouldn't roll off. Nice. <laughs> uh, that answers my question. All right. All right, Andrew. Thanks for the call today. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have room for pumpkins. They take up a lot of room. They do. They take up an enormous amount of space. Yeah, they do. Most of the viney kinds of cucurbits take up a lot of room. Mm -hmm. Although there are some so-called bush watermelons. Bush pipe. Yeah. They still run a bit, but I don't have the room for that. I'd like to grow them. They're fun to grow. Yeah. I used to grow spaghetti <coughs> squash. I love spaghetti yeah, squash. Yeah. That takes up as much room as pumpkins do. Yeah, it does. And they're not expensive to buy. No, they're not. You can you can grow them in amongst your corn. Okay, I don't grow that in the in the garden either. Yeah, it's far too cheap and a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> environment store. Well, that that's it. I mean, you have to look at your garden and you think, what can I grow that number one I can't get in the <clears throat> store, or doesn't taste as good from the store, yeah. or is too expensive in the store? Yeah. Well, spaghetti squash is pretty inexpensive and uh, so are pumpkins so what are you going to do I don't know so are tomatoes when you come right down to it yeah but I like the taste of tomatoes yeah. off the vine true and I green understand. beans yeah. I like green beans yeah green beans are for some reason they're better off the vine than they're from the store mm-hmm and my shishito peppers. <clears throat> yeah. Are you still harvesting? I, I am, and I did check the grocery store did not have them. They did yesterday when I was there. Really? At, at, at the Kings. At the Kings, yeah. And they, were, they were in packages. They're expensive. I, well, I wouldn't know. They are. They're expensive, and they're, and they're little compared to the ones oh, really? that I'm harvesting. Yeah. And probably no red ones either. No red ones, no. <clears throat> but I mean, they're not even the size of my index finger. Yeah, I, I can hardly, hard, hardly, I can heartily recommend shashito peppers for people who grow peppers. They're not the big bell peppers we're all used to. These are no. um, about the size of your of your index finger. Mm -hmm. They may be a little fatter, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I grow those and, and harvest them continuously. Which means, which I have to go home and do that today. They store really well in the vegetable oh, they crisper. Do. They do. Man, I can't believe how yeah. long they hang around. They don't taste all that great right off the vine. I've tried eating a green one, just fresh <coughs> yeah, picked. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. I don't care for it. That was my impression, too. And so when I did that, I thought, what the heck is Keith talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a thing, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'd do it again next year. And now that I learned how to fry them up or roast them and that's the trick yeah that's, is that's you, when they're good on the grill you put you put <coughs> them in a bowl you coat them with a little bit of olive yeah, oil yeah. and 
some kosher salt or yeah. some sea salt, yeah. throw them on the grill, and what do you call there's a there's a term for what you do to them, but basically you just kind of make the outsides of them a little brown. Yep. You roast them a little bit. Yeah. Not not to the point where they're just mushy. You, yeah, I, I first did it. They like blackened them. Oh yeah, that's a little <laughs> too much there, Jim. Yeah, well, that gives you a little extra taste to it. That does give you some carbon. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we can recommend shashito. Boy, when you do peppers. that to them, the flavor is <clears throat> amazing. Oh yeah, they're really very good. And the, and the nice thing about it, it doesn't take very long on the grill. So you no. can, if you're cooking chicken <clears throat> or steak or something like that, you can have you can put your shishitos on at the same time. They're ready in a couple of minutes. Oh yeah. And so yeah. you can have your appetizer while the rest yeah. of your meal yeah. and, is cooking. And they'll be gone. They'll be gone long before the chicken. Long done. before. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to go out and harvest more. <clears throat> All right. Well, you got to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk with fill in the blank here, Keith. Uh, Carol out in Highlands Ranch about what? Storm damage. Storm damage. And then David in Denver about bell peppers. I can't wait. And we're going to get to those right after this on Legends A10. What's your lawn good for? After all that watering and maintenance, is your lawn supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. You should spend autumn evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games. But can your grass take that kind of pounding? Or will it quickly turn to dirt and mud and weeds? You need a lawn that's been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You need Colorado's own turf mix. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in our sun or moving shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick turf, perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect, disease, and drought resistant. Look for Colorado's own turf mix at these and other fine garden centers. Tagawa Gardens, Jared's Nursery, Wilmore Nursery, City Floral Garden Center. Masters and Mums, and of course the beautiful Black-Eyed Susans are the name of the game now. And what a great selection Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden on West Bulls Avenue in Littleton has in stock. These great additions lend some fresh color to your pots, giving them the oomph to look their best through the remainder of the season. Jared's annual fall sale is now in progress, with all nursery stock, trees and shrubs, 40% off, with no guarantee. Enjoy fresh chili roasting on Saturdays and Sundays with the best chilies in town. We might be biased, but lots of our customers think so as well. Jared's 16th annual Giant Pumpkin Festival and Way Off will be held Saturday, September 25th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Giant pumpkins and great family fun with food vendors, bouncy castles, maze, and Galleria of Ghouls. Always a hit! Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden is a family-owned business serving you for 42 years on West Bulls Avenue in Littleton. September hours are 9 to 6 Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 Saturday and Sunday. We look forward to seeing you soon. Call into the Fix-It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 9.30. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It Show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It Show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends.
And we are back here taking your garden questions on Legends 810. So uh, a couple of people have already called up, and we're going to take them right away. Let's see. Who's up first? That'd be Carol out in Highlands Ranch. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, guys. How are you I, today? Uh, Did you get some of that storm? Some. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 60 mile an hour winds and quarter size hail. Oh dear! You can well imagine. You can well imagine what my plants look like. Oh no it's doubt. It's sad. It's like dreaded lettuce. Yep. So, uh, you know, a few tears. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm wondering if there's any use in trying to salvage what is left. I mean, I see some some stems that have leaves on them and a flower here and there. Or is it just best to just give up? It depends. Which which plants are we talking about? Uh, there's some geraniums. There's some supertunias. Okay, um, so mo- mostly it. annuals. Yes, yes. If well, it, that, I haven't, you know what? I haven't looked at my perennials yet. Okay, but if it's the annuals, if that happened in my yard, I would be somewhat torn what to do, only because I'm very curious and inquisitive. I I might just go ahead and leave them to see what happens. But I'm looking at the calendar, and I'm okay. thinking, you know, the frost is not that far away. And there's so little right. <clears throat> growing time between now and whenever that first happens that I think I would just, I would just toss them and, and call it a year. Well, I, I kind of chime in there with Jim. I think I'd just uh, get rid of them. If there's any that are worth salvaging, maybe keep a little bit of it. But, you know, my, my, my tendency would be to take out the petunias and that sort of thing. Go to the garden center, get some pansies, um, maybe some flowering kale, or maybe some mums or asters or something like that, and, and just spruce up the pots for the rest of the fall. Okay. All right. So uh, fertilizing and that sort of stuff's really not going to do much for me. No, not at all. <clears throat> now, you would think okay. that it, plants would, would, be, would uh, respond to fertilizer after all this damage. And in fact, that's the wrong thing to do. And the curious okay. thing about fertilizer is that plants must use energy in order to take the fertilizer up. And ec- energy is what they don't have right now. Yeah, they're pretty spent. <laughs> yeah, and, and to expend the remains of what's left of the plant, the, the energy in the plant to take up fertilizer, that might just do them in right there. Now, if you were to go through and, okay. and cut things back, like you, you could you could do a real hard cut back on the petunias, um, you know, clean up the geraniums, anything else that needs to be cut back, you could cut it back. And and if we have a normal year, uh, sometime in early October, everything is going to get frosted out anyway. So I don't think you'd have time between right. now and then to get enough growth to get them back into flower. But we may okay. have one of those years where we don't have a frost until November. And then... You right. might think, well, maybe it was, would have been worth the time to do that. It's just there's no, there's no right. telling, you know. Right, right. Well, you know, it did this last year, didn't it, on the same date? Uh, uh, that I don't know. Uh, hail throughout this metro area is uh, really spotty at best. That's more than a week ago, Carol. Mm-hmm. I don't remember things <laughs> that far out. <laughs> What'd you have for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I had one or two things myself, and I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> coffee. Okay. I can tell you that I had coffee. <laughs> okay. Well, this is just really 
really disheartening and discouraging because I know we stood in the back door and watched it just be chewed up. Oh, yeah, I know. We're we're in uh, one of the hail capitals of the country, so. But it is a good yeah, idea to get out there and clean up the perennials for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely, clean those up. Get rid of broken <clears throat> things, and uh, and even after you clean them up, they're going to look like warmed over death. But it, they'll go into fall right. much healthier than if you left them alone. Well, that's what this weekend is is about is getting <clears throat> excuse me everything cleaned up. Yeah, if you see a broken <laughs> stem, if you see a broken stem and it still has leaves on it, I go ahead and cut it off anyway. Right, right, and I have rose bushes too. Oh dear, so I'll just. Uh, I'll, I'll get with those two. So I, I, it's been determined what we're doing this weekend. <laughs> so well, I'll, you may still have time to get some roses yet this fall. Yeah, maybe. Since the Japanese yeah. beetles are done, I bet they are. They're uh, around at least. How much hail did you get? Did you have to break out the snow shovel? Um, my yeah, we did. We got quite a bit of yeah. uh, hail. I was just. It, and it's, it hailed for 20 minutes, and we had um, a total whiteout, and we couldn't see across the street. Yeah. Yep. And the hail was, um, it was, you know, there was, at first it was small, of course, and then it got, it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and, and more and more. <clears throat> it, it rained extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably about enough for a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's the silver lining. Yeah, we, we turned off the sprinklers. Yeah, good idea. So, and the hail yeah, melts. It's unfortunate. The hail melts slowly yeah. enough that it'll soak in. Yeah, it's okay. This it's unfortunate because my my garden was absolutely in its prime. I had taken some pictures. Yep, but that time of year, that's when gardens are in their prime, yeah. no doubt. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, guys, and have a good day. And I hope we don't get any more this. Yeah, time. me too. Yeah, me too. All right. Thank Thanks for the call, Carol. Okay. Yeah, we oh, commiserate bye-bye. with you here. Uh, I was noticing the news last night. They had, I think it was down in the Highlands. They they showed a picture of people with out with their snow shovels. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were shoveling like a foot of of hail. Oh my gosh! One guy opened his garage door and <laughs> he had so much hail in front of the garage door, it just flowed in and completely covered his garage inside. Wow! Completely covered it. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It was just one of those things. Oh, dear. <clears throat> nothing you can do about it. No. Well, I, don't, I was looking at my banana. I figured if anything was going to show damage, my yeah. banana tree in the backyard yeah. was yeah. going to just be shredded. I couldn't even find a hole in the leaf. Really? Well, it's a tough leaf, but still. Yeah. And we did get hail, like she said, for a good 20 minutes, but it was small and it was sparse. Yeah. Which was helpful. So, yeah. All right, we didn't get any. We didn't get... Well, I was working out in the yard, and I thought I saw the storm clouds coming in, thinking I better better get done what what it is I'm doing right now, so I can put all the stuff back in the garage and go inside mm, and yeah. you know make a cup of coffee or something. There wasn't even enough rain to, to chase me inside, and no wind. Heard some thundering. Yeah, you got you got lucky. So, are you still seeing Japanese beetles in your I mean, yard? Every now and again, they're mostly gone. Mostly gone. I noticed that all around town, at least in my part of town, the roses are coming back into bloom. I'm seeing more and more flowers. That means Japanese beetles are gone. That means they're gone. That's exactly right. And that's that's wonderful. I look forward to that. Mark it on my calendar every year. The beginning of September this year, the Japanese beetles were gone. And that seems a little late. 
I don't know. You're probably right. But uh, they, they got started late <clears throat> this year, too. And I didn't have as many this year as last year. Me either, which is a I'm nice not, thing. I'm not complaining, no, mind you. No, 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 not at all. I did get something sprayed that I knew that when I got them, they would affect them. Mm-hmm. It seemed to work, but I don't really, really know because we didn't have that many to begin with. But you know what they've done? Yeah. I know. They laid eggs. They did. They laid eggs. And those legs are hatching out as we speak. Yeah. I can hear them. <laughs> and they're burrowing down into the ground yeah. to chomp on roots. I know. No darn grubs. So I'd just like to tell everybody that fall is one of the best times. This time of year, right now, one of the best times to get out there and put down a grub, uh, a grub killer, a grub control product. Now, whether it's a synthetic product or a... Uh, organic product that's up to you but th- it helps either one will help and, I- and not, not just in the turf uh, i've been doing a lot of reading on this and they don't just lay their eggs in the grass you know they they land on the ground and and they're, they're bad they're, they're they're very bad at crawling around mm-hmm. um, so if they land in your perennials and you and the and the lawn is five or six feet away they're not going to crawl over to the lawn to lay their eggs they're going to lay them right there in your perennials so and and I'm finding that any place that you do regular irrigation, which is most of the yard, <laughs> why, yeah, <laughs> including the vegetable garden, they can lay eggs. Yep. And then those eggs in turn hatch out into grubs. Those grubs feed this fall, and when it gets cold, they burrow down. And next spring, when it warms up, they come right back up, and those become the Japanese beetle adults of next year. So this is probably. Well, no doubt about it. This is definitely the best time of year to control grubs because they're small and easy to kill. Yep. As opposed to next May when they're just about ready to turn into adults. They're big. They're full size. They're vigorous. They're much harder to kill. So fall is the time right now. And then during the next 30 to 60 days is to get a grub control down, not only on the lawn, but in areas that you perceived they might find hospitable which would be where you water <laughs> so if you have any signs up that say welcome remove them now <laughs> yeah. i bet we could make a lot of money selling selling signs that show a picture of a japanese beetle in a circle with a line through it. yeah that would scare boy yeah that would you bet. uh-huh and it have to be in, in we'd be rich and, you, and your text would have to be in japanese <laughs> <laughs> no text needed okay it's it's just well, that, it's an interna- international sign. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's get back out to the phones. We've got open lines, so you can well not completely open because David is waiting to talk to us here next. Um, telephone number three zero three four seven seven twenty four seventy three. Learn it, live it, love it, just like David did. Good morning, David. Good morning. How are you guys doing? All right. Great. What's going on with your peppers? <clears throat> well. So last year too, I had I like bell peppers, and I and I have golden ones this year. I got three plants from the nursery; they're organic, and I really haven't gotten much produce. One of them didn't have nothing; it didn't, um, you know, it just came, grew about three inches tall, and nothing else. But the other two um, are producing some, but like a third of one side of the pepper is. There's no skin on it. Like, it's just a, this thin skin. And, um, you know, they're supposed to be golden, 
and they're they're still you know green of course that's what they do till the end of the year they and you know I've had one I had a couple last year that I that I got produce out of but uh <clears throat> these ones are just real bad shape um <clears throat> like a third of it's real skin real skin thin on the skin is what I'm trying to yeah, say yeah it <clears throat> sounds like sun scald <clears throat> okay <clears throat> um you know they were pretty much under the plant though I don't know I was wondering if maybe some fertilizer might help, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a fertilizer problem. Um, okay. Were they well watered throughout the summer? Sure, yeah. And do you, do, you, do you water by hand, or you have an overhead sprinkler of some sort? I water by hand. Next year, so I'm in a Denver urban garden, uh-huh. and uh, next year I'm going to have irrigation in. Yeah. I got the, all the stuff there for the irrigation so I can water from underneath. Yeah, I would try that, and uh, of course now you have to change your watering practices entirely <coughs> uh, just because you have those little little water lines running underneath. doesn't mean your plants are now going to get enough water. You still have to pay attention and figure out now, how long do I have to water in order to get sufficient yeah, I don't, water? I don't down? have, I don't have the irrigation system set up yet. It will be yeah, done for yeah. this year. Uh, but yeah, and it won't take long to water um, next year for that. Yeah, I'm going to put burlap and and straw over it. So. Um, so the irrigation uh, that's a good idea uh, the the potential problem here is that now you can't see the water okay I'll so you will have to check to physically once you know you'll go through your first watering regime and go out there right. and check after it's watering with <clears throat> with a trowel or a screwdriver or something and just check how far to walk down to that water gap Okay, sure. And also keep in mind your new plants won't require as much water or as long watering right. as they will later in the season. So you'll have to adjust your timing accordingly. <clears throat> now, I was going to ask you, David, when did you plant your peppers? Okay, so they were planted. We we got kind of a late start, but they were they were the first plants, you know, <laughs> along with my peppers to go in and my cucumbers. So when and when was that? Uh, well, what was it? It was the beginning of um, um, was the end of May, I okay. guess. Okay. All right. Well, the reason I asked that question is peppers are, are warm season crops, and they're really sensitive about number one, cold soil. They don't like cold soil at all, right. and and so that the, can the, stunt them permanently. Okay. And then so the um, soil was. The soil was warm when I put them in. Good. And then they, they do like a really fairly rich, well-prepared soil, so plenty of compost okay. and regular fertilizer. Okay. So, yeah, I then fertilized it. And so they have compost there at Denver Urban Gardens. And uh, I did not put any compost in this year. Now, I've done it uh, the other – this is my – fourth year there mm-hmm. and the other three years i turned the, the soil over and put compost in but i didn't do it this year okay i'd encourage you to continue <clears> doing it each <throat> year because that compost decomposes throughout the growing season so you lose a lot of it over the growing season time so it needs to be replenished on a regular basis okay okay especially for the bell peppers 
Yeah, any any of those warm season crops, peppers, eggplant, cucumbers. Oh my gosh, cucumbers and squash. They they really love a well prepared, very uh, heavily uh, composted soil. They they go nuts over that. But they're also fertilizer. They're very hungry plants. Okay. So don't don't skimp on the fertilizer. Make sure you're putting down a fertilizer on a regular basis. Whether you use the synthetic or or organic doesn't matter um, to the plants that much. It just uh, your timing uh, is going to vary based on what you use. So just follow the label directions and be consistent. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. I will. Hopefully, I'll get a better crop of them next year. David, uh, I'm assuming you have other gardeners or other gardens right around yours. Oh, yes. Do oh, yes. Do you know if any of them succeeded better with their peppers this year? I don't think anybody else has bell peppers. Okay. So, I'm probably the only one that's doing the chili peppers. I have Anaheim. Uh, I have some ghost. The ghost peppers didn't do very good. I got, like, one. They're really hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have. Go ahead. Oh, I was just agreeing with you. They're very hot. You're right. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I have jalapenos and um, some uh, gold or uh, Hungarian hot wax. Yes, and they're, mm-hmm. doing, they're doing great. I okay, mean, I got tons of them. So, um, yeah. So most of the peppers, did, the chili peppers, did good. And they have been, you know, I've had them for three years also, you know, my garden. So I, I don't have too much tr- trouble with them. So, but just the bell peppers, they're just not, you know, they produce, but one side of them is just like one skin, just a little thin skin on it. And by the time it turns golden, it's no good. Yeah. Is, is it, is that thin skinned area, is it discolored? Yeah, it's discolored, yes. What does it look like? Is it kind of a tan color? Yeah, let me look at this. Yeah, it's kind of a tan color. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd have to agree with Jim there that that sounds like sun scald. And okay. it probably ha- happened early on in that pepper's life before it had a lot more leaf cover. Okay. All right. Well, so I went, I went up to the mountains in July, and I asked one of the ladies to... Or I asked somebody, yeah, one of the ladies to water, and then I thanked her a, a couple few weeks later, and she said, "Oh, I didn't water them, so maybe it did not." Yeah, get that water. that might be it right there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, thank you guys. You bet. Good luck next year on those. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys have a good good day. You thank bet. You. And since we're so close, why don't we go ahead and take our our last break of the hour? And then we'll come back and take your garden questions at the following number, 303-477-2473, all of which occurs right here on Legends 810. If your summer flower containers are starting to show a little bit of wear and tear, maybe it's time for a facelift, for your big flower pots, that is. This is Luann Aiken, Tagawa's Garden Ambassador. As we slide from August into September, why not celebrate the season to come and refresh your pots of summer annuals with the rich colors of fall? It's a great Labor Day weekend project. Choose from bright, bold, black-eyed Susans, smiling pansies, ruffled ornamental kale, and small ornamental grasses. You will be amazed at the results. Simply dig out your old plants, tuck in some new fresh ones, and then stand back and admire your work. See the changes I made in my own summer containers in this week's blog at TagawaGardens.com. 
If you're ready to get a jump on your fall decorating, we've just brought in our first load of decorative pumpkins and gourds and beautiful tall corn stalks. Our fall planting sale continues. We just received yet another shipment of bright, fresh perennials, and they're all 40% off. Trees and shrubs are 40% off, and all roses are 50% off. Sales continue while supplies last. Welcome the change of seasons with the flowers and colors of fall at Tagawa Gardens. We are your garden store and so much more. Do you have weeds popping up in your lawn? Autumn is a very effective time of year to rid your lawn of troublesome weeds, but our weather can be too cold or damp for most herbicides to have any effect. Fertilome has a solution for that, weed-free zone. Weed-Free Zone is one of the few weed killers you can use during the cooler parts of the year. Use it for dandelions, bindweed, clover, spurge, and more. You can reseed in two weeks and it can rain just a few hours after you've applied it. Fertilome can give your lawn a weed-free zone that will make you the envy of the neighborhood. Use the product the professionals use. Try Fertilome Weed-Free Zone. You'll find Fertilome Weed-Free Zone at your favorite independent garden retailer, Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Lafayette Florist and Greenhouse in Lafayette. Find your closest dealer at Fertilome.com and be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. And we are back taking your garden questions here on Legends uh, 810. I just received a catalog. From Spring Meadows. It's a wholesale catalog. So I'm jealous. So you and I, Keith, can't buy from here. Yes, and, we can. And, unless we go together. Yeah. <laughs> and get ten flats. Ten. <laughs> ten flats of four-inch oh. four plants. Okay. That's a lot of plants. It is. But I go through, and it's, it's a picture book, of course, and uh, lots of lots of just beautiful. I want one of everything. Yeah. At least one. Sometimes one flat. Three, one time, yeah. <laughs> sometimes three of some things. <laughs> but there's a category here that I remember trying this once because I grew up with these back east. This is for all eastern gardeners, by the way. So if you're east of the Mississippi, you can start paying attention. Okay. <laughs> Calicanthus, better oh, known as yeah. sweet shrub. Yeah. Kind of an odd-looking thing. The flower is really quite odd-looking. But the flowers, um, well, with the new ones, uh, they're coming out the mahogany and, and red colors. And they're very, very sweet. Oh, fragrant. And oh. zone? Zone 1 is 5B. That's us, Yeah. by the way. One is um, um, zone 4. And soil? That's the problem. There you go. <laughs> They don't tell you this in the catalogs. I, I know. That is an acid soil loving plant. Yeah. They don't like our alkaline soils. They don't. And uh, it's so difficult, if not darn near impossible, to make our soils acid and keep them there. You can get them there to start with. Yeah. And then but our, to keep them there. I know. Our water is alkaline. And even right. more so now than yeah. it used to be. So I can't grow them. I already killed one. And then. Until I discovered that, yeah, this is probably one of those of other things that I grew up as with as a kid that I've tried and and they just they go yellow the first year they or fizzle. two and then the next year they you know it three years at most it's a slow painful finally death. it's gone <laughs> it'll be better next year no no it's not <laughs> my soil hasn't changed pH over the winter. You know what I would really like to grow, what? and I've had no luck at all, <coughs> is Calicarpa. The, oh, well, that was just a... The beautyberry. Yes, they have some beautiful ones in here. I know, and they supposedly are 
some hardy ones for here, but I cannot get them to winter through. Well, one right above Calicanthus is Calicarpa. Now, yeah. Beauty Berry is the name of it, and this one has, oh, just gorgeous picture. Look, I'm showing you. I mean, yeah, it's gorgeous. Let me hold, hold it up this, to the microphone. Hold this up. To, <laughs> can you all see that out there? Um, a, a lovely looking shrub just covered in purple clusters of berries. All up and down the stems. Oh, just yeah. hugging the stems. Yeah. Oh. I want that. I, I do. I, I need it. Well, it says Zone 5. Yeah, it says Zone 5. <laughs> And they lie. And this gets three to four feet tall. That'd be that'd be a showy thing. That would be tall. Yeah, yeah. be the right size for my yard too. Yeah, I'd 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 I, I would make part of my yard the right size. <laughs> I saw the funniest video the other day of a an older lady who got in the car with this plant in her hand. It didn't have a pot to it, just bare root plant. Yeah, yeah. and the person driving said. Where did you get <coughs> that? Mm-hmm. Over there in that yard. <laughs> no. And she goes, Mom, that's not your plant. Did you pull it out of their yard? Yes. Why did you do that? Oh, I needed it. <laughs> I don't have that color. <laughs> she was serious. I know. People do that. <laughs> they do. I remember working at the Botanic Garden this long time ago, though, over at The House. Uh-huh. Okay, that's capital T, capital H, The House. Which is the administration heartbeat of the whole place. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they have grounds around there. It used to be a private residence, and uh, they decided to grow rhododendrons. Yeah, underneath the, uh, I think it was blue spruce, which had been lent up many, many yeah. years ago. Yeah. So it was really quite shady. Just a perfect spot for rhododendrons. So they planted it all up, and next week they're gone. Oh no! Because it's right next to the street. And people came in and just literally pulled them out of the ground and took them. What kind of people do that? I, That's just wrong. I, I don't know. I'd like to talk to their parents. I, I would, too. I'd have a sit-down with parents. No kidding. Yeah, and, 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 and with, the, with the probably kids that did that, I would, uh, I would have a paddle in my hand, too. <laughs> you can get in trouble for that. Well, I, I would just show it. Oh, okay. <laughs> they don't know that. That's true. And it would be a, a ping-pong paddle is what it would be. That's what we had when we were kids. Oh, uh, the paddle when I was a kid was much bigger than yeah, that. It had, it had large holes <laughs> drilled in it so that the air could get through. So when it smacked you, there wasn't an air cushion. Yeah. They were serious. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for the most part, it was it was not the physical size of the paddle. It was just the fact, the fact that it was there. Yes. That was usually sufficient. Yeah. It'd leave a mark. Well, yeah. It would... It would Smart, as they said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got the uh, full lines right now, so let's get out there and do something about it. Rick's been waiting to talk to us about Mullen. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. What's going on? Well, the last couple of summers I've had this plant growing behind a bunch of Russian sage we have, and I thought it was a big weed, and so I've been spraying it with Roundup or digging it up. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a chance to do it this summer, and all of a sudden this big spiky, these big spiky seed things have been growing up behind our Russian sage. Mm-hmm. Took it over to O'Toole's, and they identified it as mullen. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks pretty cool back there. You know, it's kind of works in with the <coughs> Russian sage and everything. And Pretty yellow so, flowers in yeah. the morning. Yeah, yellow flowers, yeah. And it's very, very different. And I'm thinking I just might leave it for the next summer, but what can I expect? Well, uh, let me ask you a question, first question. How many hundreds if not thousands of those do you want 
I know. When I took the plant over, I had the seed head in a plastic bag. Good thing. And we were looking at it there, and this, this I mean, these things are like, these seeds are like little spikes of pe- uh, pepper. Yes. You know? uh-huh. God, little teeny things. Yeah. And so she just said, you know, this is biannual. And um, so I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they if several of them grew, but of course I can also cut them back. So, well, so they, the way the way this works is that the one that you collected seed off of that plant is going to die. Okay, so I just this I should just go ahead and cut that out of there. You, you can dig it yeah. out and throw it away. I would yeah. get rid of the the seed head because there are th- multiples of thousands of seeds oh, yeah. in that seed head. Yeah, I noticed that. And, and everyone has the capacity of producing, producing what you just <laughs> harvested. I think they germinate three or four times. <laughs> yes. Okay. And the seed lasts in the soil for quite a while. Yeah. So and I, of course, behind the Russian sage, it hardly gets any water back there. Well, they don't That's really good. need a whole lot of water. Yeah, yeah. And, um, okay. Now, should so, you should you next year end up with you know several thousand? All you need to do, you don't need to spray it. Just take your sharp shovel out there and just sever it. Sever those plants right beneath the crown of all those leaves. Okay. That's it. They're done. They're not coming back. Especially oh, when okay. they're small. Yeah. Okay. So the ones this year will not come back for next year. No. But then I, I well, guess wait I a get, minute. The ones that oh. bloomed this year. Yeah. Yeah, bloomed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the ones that just produced leaves this year are the ones that will flower next year. Okay. All right. So, in other words, next summer I, I can have a hundred of those little spikes sticking up, huh? Now you might have thousands. <laughs> thousands. Okay. It's a very interesting plant. I never even oh, knew yeah. it, it existed. There, I, there are a number of ornamental mullins out there, too. Yeah, they're yeah. much nicer. Yeah. And it just, I took it out to O'Toole's, and the lady instantly knew what it was. Oh, I yeah. Was very, I was very impressed. So, okay. Well, um... I just needed to know what to expect. Expect so, a lot. Expect a lot. Okay. <laughs> and more. I'll be, Your neighbors I'll be may not like them. you too much. Yeah. I'll, I'll have my shovel ready for okay. next summer. All righty, okay. sir. You Thanks bet. a lot. Uh-huh. Bye. You want to get into trouble. Find uh, someone who, who posts a picture of that on Facebook someplace, anywhere, it doesn't matter where, and they'll ask a question, you know, what is it? And if your answer is it's a weed, stand by. <laughs> stand by. Yeah. Oh, my God. People come out of the woodwork telling you how great the plan is, and it's good for this, and it's good for that. Oh, yeah. One man's weed is another man's and treasure. And people say, it, it's done wonders for my, and it's something to have to do with the lungs, and I'm thinking, that, no, I know, I'm not smoking that. Not, <laughs> not even. I mean, the air is already filled with enough smoke. That's right. You don't need that one. And, uh, but the... the one of the worst things I've seen about it is uh, it's never been a problem for me. I'm, I'm not sure I've ever seen one on, my, on our property, ever. But uh, I've seen them other places where by the thousands. Mm-hmm. And the last place, not the last place, but one of the places I was stunned to see it was in the, on the island of Hawaii, the big island. Yeah. They have two big volcanoes there, Mauna Loa and Mauna Kea. And above tree line, guess what? The entire hillside it's hill the mountainside is covered with them it can't be native there no it's not native there someone it's introduced i don't know how you know no one ever knows how these things birds brought it birds. over from there yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, 
there are millions of them. Oh, dear. That's and, too bad. And there's just no way of getting rid of them. Yeah. And those slopes should be practically barren. Yeah, you And some people say, well, at least there's some plants growing there. Well, I'd rather see the bare slopes. Thank you very much. Yeah. But that's because you know what it is. Yeah. Now, people who don't know what it is think it's very pretty. Yeah. They go up there and have to smoke every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> now, like you said, there are some really beautiful ornamental mullins. Yeah. Verbascum is the, is the Latin name for them. You'll see that uh, uh, a lot of times on the signs in the garden centers. Some that, um, some that are quite... Yeah. Purple, uh, pinks. Pinks, and yeah. Apricot colors. Apricot color, yeah. yeah yellow. Um, short little things, you know, that don't get more <coughs> than about three feet tall and have multiple spikes and very, very well behaved. I think those are biennial too, aren't they? Well, I, I don't know. I've had one in my yard now for several years. Keeps oh, coming really? back. Okay. So I think some of them are actually perennial. Now, what's that big tall one that, um, I mean, like Paniote likes to grow and uh, Verbascum? Uh, yeah, that's a white flowered one and, and very, looks like a ghost plant. It's a, it's amazing. Those yeah. spikes will go uh, up six feet or more in height. Yeah, I don't remember. And they sometimes they have arms. I don't want to say Atlas Saguaro. or something. No, that's not. I don't that. remember the name. It was popular a bunch of years ago in the garden community. I have a, I have a couple of them in my yard, and I yeah. don't mind them because you know there's a seedling here or there, but not like the weed. I'm one. wondering if some of those aren't going to f- escape. And become problems. Bombaciferum. Bom- that's it. You're right. Bombaciferum. Ver- Verbascum bombaciferum. And he used yeah. to have, uh, Panier used to have them growing outside of his property. Yeah. In very, very sandy soil. Mm-hmm. And all by themselves. Nobody pays any attention to them. And there they are. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me believe that we may have a problem there. Well, the and they may hybridize with our, yeah. our weedy one, which would make them a problem. Might make it a little prettier, but <laughs> <laughs> I still don't want it. If it's going to be weed, I just don't do without it. I don't care how pretty the weed is. Well, it's it's the architectural value of the plant with these giant fuzzy silver leaves. Oh, yeah. And then this <coughs> fuzzy stalk that goes up six, eight feet in the air yeah. with these big yellow flowers. That's right. It, bum- it, it had yellow flowers, not uh-huh. white flowers. That's right. Big flowers compared to our native weedy thing. Mm-hmm. Is it any even native? No, it's not native. It's not native? Not okay. even to the country. No. Oh, all right. So there you have it. But I, I think I have one, two, three species, four species of verbascums in my yard. And I like every single one of them. All right. But they're not that weedy one that grows no, out in the we pastures. Don't, we don't want that one. Well, there's music indicating we have to get out of here and take a very, very, very short break. So it's really short. Don't anybody go you can anywhere. Hold your breath. It's going to take me longer to get out than it is to get back, so... Let me just get out and give everybody a little bit of a break. We'll be back with your garden questions right after this message on Legends 810. 